Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 82 of Welcome to Primetime. My name is Anthony. I'm one of your co-hosts, and I'm actually the only host tonight. Uh, Holly is working night shift this evening, um, and she's uh, she's recently picked up some night shifts on Thursday night, which is typically our recording night, which has made recording a little bit uh, kind of troublesome, as you might have noticed, um, the lack of episodes. Uh, this is our first episode for March. Um, so anyway... All that to say, uh, it's just me this evening, and um, so we're going to do something a little bit different tonight, but um, we have recently gone to see Scream 6, and we also saw John Wick Chapter 4, uh, both of those movies we really, really enjoyed, so I'm going to wait until Holly is able to record an episode before I go into a whole lot of detail about those, um, I'll just, so for now I'll just say that we thoroughly enjoyed both of those, um, so yeah, next time she is on the show, we will um, dive much, much deeper into those movies and kind of talk about things that we love, things that we didn't like, um, and, you know, kind of give our overall rating and everything like that. Uh, but for now, what I thought I would do is kind of do a, uh, top 10. I know we're like, this is going to come out on March 31st. So basically the end of March, um, beginning of April. Um, so we're a quarter of the way through the year, but there's still lots of movies that have been, announced that have yet to come out so i figured i would do a most anticipated list of 2023 and so that's kind of what we're going to do today so um i've got top 10 um i mean this list is pretty much like my like i mean there's other movies i'm excited for um but i kind of had to narrow it down because there's you know more than 10 movies i'm excited for um i try to find some like indie stuff that i was excited for as well but um those lists are a lot harder to find um, rather, you know, of course the big like movies and stuff are, are easier to find than the indie releases. But, um, I was trying to find stuff that, you know, shutter releases and things like that stuff that's kind of going straight to streaming rather than, um, you know, necessarily like huge blockbuster releases and stuff like that. But anyway, this is a pretty eclectic kind of weird mixture of movies. So, uh, without further ado, we're going to jump right in with my, uh, number 10 most anticipated. Uh, this one is called NS men. Um, and it has a 2022 release date technically, I believe, uh, like it was released at some festivals, but it's not, uh, actually going to be released, um, stateside until I believe actually it should be out the day that this episode airs. Uh, so March 31st, I think is when it, um, when it starts. So, uh, this one is directed by a guy named Mark Jenkin. Uh, neon is releasing this. So the reason that I'm excited for it is, I've uh, historically loved pretty much anything Neon has released, and this sounds like a pretty wild ride. Uh, is described as a, uh, a wildlife volunteer on an uninhabited island off the British coast descends into terrifying madness that challenges her grip on reality and pushes her into a living nightmare. Um, so sort of a vague description. It was also described as like a neon folk horror. Uh, so, you know, I'm always here for a good folk horror movie, so this should be pretty pretty interesting uh it runs for 90 minutes um so we'll see you know i mean it, it if it's a slow burn it's going to be an interesting you know 90 minute slow burn but you know traditionally like a lot of the slower burn stuff i've seen runs for you know two hours or more so this one i'm not sure about the pacing but we'll see i haven't seen anything uh that was directed by mark jenkin um so you know, the reason that I'm excited, basically, like I said, it's a, it's a neon distributed movie that's been described as a full core. So, um, yeah, so it's called Ennis men. Um, I don't think this one's going to be like a super wide release. So, um, 
you may have to catch it on streaming depending on like what kind of theaters you have near you. So, all right, moving on to number nine. Uh, this is uh, Asteroid City, directed by Wes Anderson. So obviously, uh, I'm excited because it's a Wes Anderson movie. I pretty much, uh, I, I don't know that I would describe myself as a Wes Anderson fanboy, but I have liked everything that he's done um, to varying degrees, but I haven't really disliked anything that he's done. So uh, usually Wes Anderson movies are, are a pretty um, immediate watch for me. Um, this one says, set in a fictional American desert town circa 1955, the itinerary of a junior stargazer slash space cadet convention organized to bring together students and parents from across the country for fellowship and scholarly competition is spectacularly disrupted by world-changing events. Um, so this one's got a, a really good cast, uh, Jason Schwartzman, um, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jake Ryan, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Edward Norton, Adrian Brody. Um, yeah, tons and tons and tons of, uh, it's also got Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, Willem Dafoe, Margot Robbie, the list goes on, Jeff Goldblum. Um, yeah, there's like, it's pretty stacked cast wise. So that's a reason, uh, to be excited. Also the fact that it's Wes Anderson. Um, so yeah, it looks, looks interesting, looks very Wes Anderson. So I'm sure, um, you know, that I've been a fan of his previous work. I'll be a fan of this as well. So that is Asteroid City. Um, number eight on my list is Oppenheimer, which is directed by Christopher Nolan. Um, I, this one has been teased for a long, long time. I've been seeing trailers for this for over a year now, um, so I'm excited to finally see it. Um, I'm curious to know the runtime because I'm, I'm kind of feeling like this is going to be a three-plus-hour movie, but we'll see. Um, it says the story of J. Robert Oppenheimer's role in the development of the atomic bomb during World War II, which is pretty much what we already knew. Um, seen some still shots of this kind of behind the scenes type stuff. Um, really excited to see Killian Murphy. I think he's a really good actor. Uh, also got Emily Blunt, Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Florence Pugh, Benny Safdie, uh, which is cool. Love the Safdie brothers. Um, Josh Hartnett and um, lots of other uh, lots of other good cast as well. Casey Affleck, Gary Oldman, just you know to name several really good actors. Uh, so this one should be pretty interesting. Um, I've pretty much liked, uh, similar to Wes Anderson. Um, I've liked pretty much everything that Christopher Nolan's done. Um, most of his stuff I've really, really enjoyed. Uh, I don't think I've seen quite everything he's done, but I've watched a good chunk of his stuff. Uh, I've seen, you know, all the, obviously Dark Knight trilogy, Inception, Interstellar, Tenet, Memento, Following is really good. Uh, I don't think I've seen Prestige. Though. I need to watch that one. It's been on my list for ages. Just never got around to it. Anyway, Oppenheimer, number eight. So um, <clears throat> this next one is uh, number seven, obviously, Insidious, uh, Fear of the Dark. So I was going to say, the I know the Insidious franchise has had varying degrees of quality over the years. Really like the first one. The second one is my favorite, though, because I think that it actually makes the first film better. But... Um, the reason I'm ex really excited for this is because it's Patrick Wilson's uh, directorial debut. As far as I know, this is his directorial debut. Um, and so it's going to be really interesting to see him, number one, direct, but he's also starring in it. And I'm excited about the storyline as well because this one is set 10 years after um, Josh Lambert ventured into the further. And then he um, and his son, uh, Dalton, um, so it's kind of centered around Josh and Dalton and their family. Um, so it says 10 years after he first ventured into the further, Josh Lambert heads uh, east to drop his son Dalton off at an idyllic, 
uh, ivy-covered university. However, Dalton's college dream becomes a nightmare when the repressed demons of his past suddenly resurface. I'm really excited to see kind of where they take this, and I'm also excited that it's picking up the Lambert storyline as well, because, uh, again, because, like, you know, the I think the, the last film was the, the Insidious The Last Key, which was, like, a completely different storyline and everything. I don't really remember what happened in 3, but I do remember that, I love the first two Insidious films, so I'm excited that Patrick Wilson is directing. Like I said, I'm excited that he's starring in the movie again. Um, it's also got Rose Byrne in there because you know Renee is it's in there as well, Lynn Shay. Um, so it's got the a great cast. Where I'm excited to see where they take the Dalton uh, storyline, the Lambert storyline. Um, should be really interesting. So Insidious: Fear the Dark at number seven. <clears throat> number six um, is a movie that. I was a little skeptical about it at first, to be honest. Um, and the, the trailers kind of looked a little cheesy, but you know what? I mean, most evil dead films are cheesy. So, you know, evil dead rise is, uh, my number six. Um, so this one comes out in just a few weeks. Um, and I'm, I'm excited because Lee Cronin is directing it and he did, um, this interesting movie back in 2019 called the hole in the ground. Um, I don't know if anybody, um, like I'm sure people have seen it, but I don't know, you know, how well like, um, how well publicized the movie was or anything. I'm, it was like a kind of like a little indie film, um, but it was pretty cool. Like it wasn't my favorite movie um, that I've ever seen, but I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a really uh, kind of unique and sort of like just more of like a chilling, mysterious kind of vibe uh, rather than straight horror. Obviously like Evil Dead Rise looks to go the straight like horror gore route because it's an Evil Dead film. Um, so I'm excited to see what a director that did, um, the director that did Hold in the Ground, do like what he's going to do for the Evil Dead franchise. And um, so it looks like it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, I've heard that, you know, obviously there's going to be buckets of blood in it. And um, the storyline says two sisters find an ancient book that gives birth to bloodthirsty demons that run amok in a Los Angeles apartment building and thrust them into a primal battle for survival as they face the most nightmarish version of family imaginable. So it looks like it's going to be a good time at the movies. I, I'm a big, big, big fan of the 2013 Evil Dead remake, reboot, whatever you want to call it. I really enjoyed that film a lot. So I'm excited for more Evil Dead. Um, so I was actually watching uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead um, earlier tonight to... Uh, I've watched the first two seasons. I need to finish, I think, the third one. And I think that's the only like the only other one that they did, um, if I'm not mistaken. Anyway, I need to finish up the show. Um, I know there's probably not really any sort of continuity or anything like that, but I just need to finish the show because it's really good. Uh, so anyway, more Evil Dead uh, is always welcome. So moving on to number five. Uh, yeah, number five, sorry, uh, is um, a film that <laughs> is... Probably going to be kind of divisive, but I'm I'm pretty pumped for it to be honest. Um, and I'm pumped because of the cast and the director. Um, so that is Barbie, uh, which is going to be directed by Greta Gerwig, and um, this stars Margot Robbie, uh, Ryan Gosling, Will Ferrell, um, Michael Sarah. Lots of good cast uh, in here. Um, and I'm I'm really pumped because I have liked a lot of stuff that Greta Gerwig has done, both as a director and an actor. Um, so, you know, I know she's done uh, Little Women, which I was a big fan of. I really, really like Lady Bird is what was what put her on the map for me. Um, really loved that film a lot. And then I enjoyed her acting in Francis Ha, uh, White Noise. Um, and then uh, what's the other uh, Isle, Isle of Dogs with the uh, Wes Anderson animated film? Um 
that came out a couple years back. Anyway, I'm excited for this. Um, you know, at first when I saw they were doing a Barbie movie, I was kind of like eye roll, you know, like whatever, who cares? And then I saw the director and I saw Margot Robbie and I saw Ryan Gosling. And I was like, okay, like this, this might actually be kind of cool. So it is definitely ticked its way up my uh, most anticipated list to me, uh, kind of right smack dab in the middle of the list. So, um, so yeah, that is Barbie at uh, number five. So number four uh, is one, obviously I'm excited for all these, but uh, we're, you know, as we reach into the top four of this list, I'm pretty, pretty pumped about all these. Uh, so that is uh, number four is Renfield, which uh, has Nicolas Cage and Nicholas Holt. Um, Lots of other casts as well, uh, but those are our two leads. And this one is uh, directed by Chris McKay, who uh, he also directed the Lego Batman movie, and he did uh, several other things on uh, the Tomorrow War, and a couple. And it looks like he's got uh, Tomorrow War Two that's coming out at some point. I don't think they've confirmed a date for that one uh, yet. But anyway, Renfield. I'm pumped for this because I'm super. Just I'm I'm loving this uh, Nicholas Cage Renaissance that we're in now, uh, where he's kind of found his niche and he's doing all these like random quirky, awesome roles that he's been doing over the last several years. And uh, so this is uh, gonna be a cool like vampire Nicholas Cage wild, just you know going full cage kind of role I think. And uh, the trailer looks absolutely hilarious. So. I'm pretty pumped for it. It says, having grown sick and tired of his centuries as Dracula's lackey, Renfield finds a new lease on life and maybe even redemption when he falls for feisty, perennially angry traffic cop Rebecca Quincy. So, yeah. If you haven't seen the trailer for it, definitely check out the trailer. I feel like it's one of those ones that kind of like gives you a, like more of the vibe of the movie rather than like ruining like great parts of the movie. You know, some trailers just spoil so much stuff for you and uh this one just kind of feels like it gives you more of like the vibe of the movie um looks really just over the top like super bloody super gory and very funny so um moving on to number three so this one uh again kind of like uh ns men this one has a 2022 release date but i think it's only been released at festivals because i actually just saw a trailer for it last week when we were watching john wick chapter four and um it, you know, the cinematography caught my eye and it looked like it was going to be this very like, uh, like reverent drama kind of film. And it just went full, like crazy action. And I was like, what is happening? Um, so this one is called Sisu and it's, uh, by some of the producers of John Wick. And you can definitely tell if you watch the trailer, uh, of this one, um, and the director's name, I'm probably going to butcher. So I apologize, but I think it's, uh, Jamari Hellender, I believe is how you say his name. Um, but it says deep in the wilderness of Lapland, uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name either. Uh, we'll just go with his last name. Corpy is, uh, searching for gold from time to time. The overflight of bombers and the distant sounds of war can be heard in the autumn light autumn night. Excuse me. Finally, the hard work is rewarded and the gold dust in the pan grows into chunks and, and Corpy sets out to take his gold treasure to the nearest city after he stumbles upon Nazi patrol, um, led by Bruno Heldorf, a breathtaking and gold hungry chase through the destroyed and mined Lapland wilderness begins. So, uh, sorry for all of my mispronunciations in that paragraph. There's probably quite a few, um, some, some words in here. I definitely don't know how to pronounce anyway. Um, I'm pumped for this movie because it just looks absolutely ridiculous, like over the top action. Um, and it's just like, it's like John, it's basically like John wick fighting Nazis in like a crazy glorious, like, insane bloody over the top manner um so 
I was not even aware of this one until last week, like I said, and this is already at my number three most anticipated. So definitely check out the trailer if you haven't seen it. Um, which I have a good feeling that a lot of people probably haven't seen it because this is, like I said, the first time that I was even hearing about it. So um, definitely pumped to check this out. I'm not sure the release date, but it said coming soon. So we'll see. All right, top two. Um, this one is definitely different from the last one I described. Uh, the number two is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Um, super, super excited for this one. I I actually uh, missed the opportunity to see um, Into the Spider-Verse um, back in the theater when it came out. Um, but I bought the Blu-ray immediately when it came out and watched it probably 12 times, uh, if not more. So I'm really excited to see uh, more of Miles Morales' story. Um, it says, after reuniting with Gwen Stacy, Miles Morales, Brooklyn's full-time friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, is catapulted across the Spider-Verse where he encounters a team of Spider-People charged with protecting its very existence. But when the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, Miles finds himself pitted against the other Spiders and must redefine what it means to be a hero so he can save the people he loves most. So, uh, yeah, super excited. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I love... Um, into the Spider-Verse is one of my all-time favorite movies. Uh, so very, very excited to see this. And I will definitely be seeing this in the theater day one um, on the biggest screen that I can because I just absolutely love the first one. So I'm excited to see what they do. The second one, excited to see more Miles Morales and continue his story. Uh, all right. So number one, Bo is Afraid, uh, which is directed by Ari Aster. Super excited to see another three-hour Ari Aster film and... Uh, I just saw on A24's Instagram that he described it as a Jewish Lord of the Rings. So I have no idea what that means, but I'm excited to see it. Um, the trailer looks absolutely bonkers. Um, and yeah, I mean, the description just says a paranoid man embarks on an epic odyssey to get home to his mother. So um, Joaquin Phoenix can do no wrong in my in my mind. So I'm excited to see him um, in this role. I'm excited for a three-hour Ari Aster film. Um, really love Hereditary. And I'll be honest, like the first time that I saw Midsummer in the theater, I absolutely hated it. Uh, but I watched the director's cut not long ago, and that movie went from me hating it to like I absolutely love it. The director's cut, like if you weren't a fan of the theatrical cut, I highly recommend watching the director's cut. It like to me, it's just so much better. So um, anyway, looking forward to this three-hour uh, Ari Aster journey into madness. So, um, yeah, so that's my top 10. Um, let me know what you guys are looking forward to. There's a lot of movies coming out this year. There's tons that I am excited for that. Like I didn't put on the list cause you know, like I said, I had to pick 10, um, you know, looking forward to the Marvels at the end of the year, looking forward to guardians of the galaxy volume three. Um, you know, I'm hoping that with the, um, with the stuff that Marvel releases this year that we kind of get back on track with quality. I haven't really been super pumped for any Marvel stuff recently. Um, matter of fact, the last couple of things that came out, I didn't even, you know, really go to the theater and watch cause it's just, we've definitely had a noticeable dip in quality, but I am excited for guardians three and the Marvels. I hope that those movies are going to be really good. Um, I was really looking forward to the blade, uh, reboot, but I think they pushed that back until like 2024 or something like that. So anyway, um, also, there's a few that I wasn't sure the release date for. I know Robert Eggers has a Nosferatu movie coming out. Um, and then uh, really looking forward to Maxine. Um, but those were not confirmed 2023 release dates yet. So I didn't put them on the list. But they do come out in 2023. Then uh, those would definitely have made my uh, 
my top 10 list of most anticipated. Anyway, I know this is a much shorter episode, um, but I did want to come on here and <laughs> record something. On, uh, also, uh, one reason for lack of episodes this month was I have been sick basically the entire month of March. <laughs> I, this kind of happens to me every year once the pollen starts falling. Um, I get really sick and run down and Anyway, so I've been trying to take care of myself and, um, yeah, that, and then combine that with Holly working on, uh, overnight shifts on Thursday, which is, like I said, traditionally a recording, uh, time. It's been, uh, kind of difficult to record some episodes, but anyway, I did want to get on here and record March's episode. So I apologize for the lack of episodes. I'm going to try to get back on track with that soon. Uh, anyway, let me know, like I said, what you guys are looking forward to, what films that uh, are coming out that you're looking forward to, and we will see you very soon in another episode. Bye for now. Bye.